Last time on Binge Watchers Podcast, we did a fresh take on Warlock 89 that included some movie trivia. Dave convinced the masses to sign up for stars. We gave away some copies of Love and Monsters. Nikki Lates was actually early. And Double A doubled down on his love for Hunky Boys. Actually, we all loved PG Psycho Gorman so much that we were considering dropping the movie of the week to talk about this crazy alien horror flick that just came out. And now, for another exciting adventure. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. Tonight we're talking about Warlock 2, officially known as Warlock the Armageddon, a soft reboot of a sequel, if you will. Everybody generally considers it as a sequel, however, it kind of changes the origin story of the Warlock, and it disregards Warlock Part 1 pretty much altogether, so anybody can deduce for themselves that it's a completely different Warlock. So every 600 years, the Son of Satan gets a chance to destroy the world if he gets his bastard hands on six magical stones protected by six druids. Six, six, six. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> There's also six signs of the Armageddon that signal to the living druids that the Antichrist is on his way. Now, in the movie, a pair of predestined teens are chosen to duel the warlock as a special class of druids called Druid Warriors. And just so the audience knows, the mythology in this movie is total bullshit from the imagination of Kevin Rock, the screenwriter. In history, yes, there are druids, but... They had some armed bodyguards called Gothwella in the Middle Ages as well that had a relationship with Druid factions, but none of this other shit that's in the movie. And of course, early CGI wrecks the seriousness of the end of the world, and all the Druid training is very Star Wars-like, like how Obi-Wan originally trained Luke. But if you want another wizard horror movie with Julian Sands, this movie's going to fill that void for you. And of course, the director actually has some beefy horror credits. I mean, we're talking about Anthony uh, Hickox. For God's sakes. You know, he did Warlock 1 and 2. And he did some of our favorites, like, uh, what, Hellraiser 3. He also did Full Eclipse, which is like a werewolf cop X-Men type movie, which is really strange, but it's worth love, watching. Love that movie. Yeah. That, movie. <laughs> that one's good. Debating whether or not I'm going to throw it up on this year's movie list, maybe. I think uh, so. <laughs> he also did this horror comedy called Sunset Vampires in Retreat with Bruce Campbell, which is really funny. So basically, he, I mean, he is considered a cult director. And uh, I mean, it's good that he has a sense of humor because it seems like he employed humor in this movie too. But we're going to go hit some uh, home video headlines and then we'll come back with our first impressions of Warlock 2. Hey, uh, <laughs> have you guys tried the Coke and coffee? Like, it just came out? No, I, I just I barely haven't. heard about this. I already saw yeah. it. So, the other day. so it's like a, you know, like one of those 11 ounce cans. It looks like a tall, it looks like a Red Bull, right? But it's. Mm. Um, 79 milligrams of, of caffeine or whatever. So it's basically like stronger than a cup of coffee, but not as strong as some of the new Mountain Dews that are on the market, but it's in between a, the strength of a cup of coffee and, and, you know, some serious soda, right? Not as, not like a jolt cola. Remember that jolt shit? That was like 99 oh, God. milligrams oh, yeah. of caffeine. That was, that was intense. 
Um, but it's actually kind of good. Like every other taste is either like you take your first sip and it's Coca-Cola. The second sip, it tastes like coffee. Third sip, Coca-Cola. And at the end, you're like, what did I drink? So <laughs> like it's – How does it compare to Surge? I've had two flavors. Oh, man. Wait. We cannot talk about Surge. We'll we'll spend the whole episode talking about Surge, man. Like, like oh, no, I have memories of Surge. Threw him off track. Like, uh, you totally threw me off track. Like, sorry, sorry. I have a Surge on. story, and it's never come up on the show. Okay, let me let me back up a little bit and finish the Coke story, and then we'll jump into Surge. Okay, so with the Coke and coffee <laughs> thing, I've tried two flavors. I've tried the like the black with the Coke, right? It's good. Then I tried the vanilla one, and it's like I was sitting here thinking like. All these years, have I been not like, have I been missing out like either pouring Coca Cola into my coffee or, or, you know, coffee into my Coca Cola? And I'm like, is this a thing? Like, have people been doing this? Like, they must have been doing this already on their own, right? And then Coca Cola is like, oh, I don't know anyone who's done it though. Like, I've never Somebody even heard of this until now. It. Yeah. I, hmm. did you do it, Dave? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, yeah, I don't. I, mean, I think it would destroy the carbonation. It would just be gross if you did it on <laughs> your own. I don't know. But anyway, if you used I, like, like Maxwell or crystals or whatever, like, you know, because I don't know, it yeah, feels I like no, it, it feels like the Nightmare on Elm Street concoction. <laughs> I think you have to have real coffee. I don't think it would, I hate instant coffee. I I fucking hate instant coffee. I do too. It's pretty yeah. bad. I don't really think you like coffee if you drink that. And I know somebody who drinks it, but I... <laughs> I've only ever drank it on like a camping trip. You never. Oh, yeah. oh, that's terrible. That's My mom drinks it and uh, she likes it. It's not real. It's not coffee, man. I don't know. I what mean, I, I had some this morning and it was OK. Well, uh, OK, it'll do in a pinch. All right. It, it, but it's it seems diluted. It, it's like almost like decaf coffee or something because well, you just double up your teaspoons. Oh, my gosh. It still doesn't work for me, brother. I, I have I'm not a fan you of triple up your uh, teaspoons. But I, I want to drop the taster's choice discussion and address okay. your <laughs> comment. Like, if I may. Can I address your surge comment, Adam? Do it. Sure. All right. OK. Wow. So, surge came out when I was in junior high. I don't know where it came from. Coca-Cola decided to distribute it. It's an alternative to Mountain Dew. Or mellow yellow, it has like a lot of caffeine. They used to make jokes that I would shrink your dick. Did you hear that this joke? No, no, like, no. Would do what color, now? The shrink yellow five dick. color in Surge of Mountain Dew would shrink your dick. No, you never heard that one, huh? Never heard of that. No, <laughs> actually, I did hear that one, but I knew it was false, so it never. Yeah, like, false advertising. Work. So that, just so Mountain Dew can. It'll kill your blood. sperm. It doesn't shrink your. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. It might kill something. It might kill the little swimmers. Um. You know. Yellow number uh, five surges your sperm count. <laughs> that why it's called It disappeared forever, but now you can get it at the dollar store. You can go to Amazon and buy a case of it. There's a whole Facebook page dedicated to keeping surge alive, but it's still circulated, but not as widely circulated as it was. But for some reason, this grocery store, when it came out, was selling it like by the caseload for like less than the price of a six pack. So me and my friends were buying them every day after school. And then we had these two soda machines in junior high that was like exclusive to the eighth graders. I don't know why this was a thing. For some reason, in this little town I was in in Arizona, it was a big deal to have a soda machine in junior high. And then like to punish the eighth graders for, I don't know, littering or something, they closed our soda machines down. And then like we decided, well, we have two lockers filled with surge right now. We started selling surge at recess, lunchtime. <laughs> Uh, during the pep rallies, like 
So essentially, we were running like a little Breaking Bad operation. That's me and my amazing. buddies, and we, we would go back to the store every day for like two months straight and buy more cases because, like, what we were charging like you know us a, a dollar a, a can at that point, and that's that's like highway robbery, supply and demand, right? So we would go back and buy these cases, and we can't, and then I like I got investors, like I got two of my buddies, is like, hey, bought me a twenty so I could go buy more, <laughs> and we just kept going, <laughs> and, then, and then like. Uh, the principal, who's like almost seven feet tall, bald with a beard, he looks like the boss on the X Files. He comes over oh, one day guy, yeah. while we're playing. <laughs> Mitch I'm selling sodas on the basketball court while other people are playing basketball. I'm selling a gym bag full of sodas. He comes over, pulls me aside, and says, "What club are you affiliated with? Are you here with the Boosters Club?" Or like, <laughs> he's like, "Officially, you need to have some school business to sell things on school property." And I had to go to his office. Uh, he called my soda contraband. He locked it up. Contraband, dude. What you just what? described, I want Scorsese to do okay. like a fifteen okay. minute like. But my friends saw the movie. Of this. They looked terrified. They looked terrified. <laughs> I popped the surge open as he was walking towards me. Like the only thing I could think to do is pop one and enjoy it. On. On his way over, you know, you know what I mean. Like, so might yeah. as well. Yeah, like, this is like Johnny Kingpin. This is like a story that, like, they told <laughs> when I was in freaking high school. They're like, "Hey, John, remember that time you were selling sodas illegally out of your locker?" <laughs> this is like, <laughs> why would they even prohibit that? That's bull. Were you so you were a dealer? I guess, yeah. Wow, I, I just want to see Johnny the dealer. John, Johnny Johnny dealer, dealer, yeah. <laughs> Johnny oh, dealer. Man. The surge story. <laughs> I'll have to write that in the notes that that came out, the surge story. We need that Uh, up uh, as a blog. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Oh, man. It'll it'll be in the autobiography that Dave writes one day for me. (laughs) With all the inside details, you know? Yeah, like, Uh, just like Plato wrote Socrates, uh, (laughs) Dave will write. Uh, we're having a lot of fun and speaking of a lot of fun we'll talk about playing games for a minute uh outside of the show there was some talk of like doing some podcasts about video games and before it was we were talking about podcasting about video games like nick and i were talking about emulators because we want an easy way to play all these games that we love like classic stuff super nintendo sega stuff all this stuff and uh so he was researching emulators and then a whole we week I researched. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We mentioned that like we were talking about Warlock 89 the other week. And so we're like, hey, by the way, there's a in the trivia section, we're like, by the way, there's a Warlock video game. Nick, you what did you do? You went and found it. I went and Googled it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, while we were doing the podcast, I got all excited. And then randomly I got this emulator this week. And ironically, the game is on this emulator, so I actually got to play it. <laughs> no. Yes. Oh, it is so awesome. You need to take oh, screenshots. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. So you play... Uh, who's the main uh, hero in the first one? Uh, so, Redfern. He's the yeah. <laughs> So you're that guy, and then Julian Sands, is, the warlock, is pretty much coming in and attacking you randomly, possessing dogs and people, turning them into zombies, and then you're just... You're fighting your way through the levels. I only got to level two so far, and I'm digging the game. It's pretty much been the only game I played on this little emulator I got, and I love it. So, it it makes you play the guy from the first movie. Yeah, yeah, but I heard the game is like has the magic and crystals from like part two. It's really a weird mixture. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's a mix, you, a mashup of both movies or whatever. To make you, got, you got like this little ball you throw, and then you have like these like little, almost like lasers to attack the people. I, I'm really digging it so far. Is there a compass mechanism? I ha- I've only played the first. Uh, I'm only on level two so far. Probably not that complicated. It's probably yeah. Like it's a- pretty easy. Yeah. Hmm. Well, there's a lot of Super Nintendo games that you know are more complicated than they look like on the surface, but I, mm-hmm. it's probably a simpler game. Yeah. It was a Super Nintendo game, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, it was in the Super Nintendo yeah. area. Yeah. I mean, th- this emulator has everything: Nintendo, Genesis. I mean, I'm having. Can a we ball. talk about the emulator, John? Because that thing's cool. It's not just like a program. Yeah, that's just like that's the second thing. update for our headlines. Is we're we are talking about the emulator. I don't know what yeah. it's called. It's like some third, like third party off. Would you get it off a of wish? I actually got it on Amazon. <laughs> no, I, no, I wouldn't trust that. I actually got it on Amazon. Nobody should order from Wish.com. China will send you your product like six months later. Maybe. Yeah. The the product's called the R, uh, RG two eighty V. If you guys want to look it up on YouTube, it's what? great. And it's just a technical name. RG. Yeah. So if you like go on YouTube, look it up, and it, it's I got the one that's designed like a little Game Boy, but the screen's perfect. It's two point eight inches. It fits in your hand. It fits in your pocket. Great. There's I love a lot it. cottage industry of these emulators, right? Like, oh man! Like, I, and originally, I'm like, God, I'm dying to like go play Lynx games or like Game Boy games, and that, that would to get all these games would cost hundreds of dollars. And hmm. this thing has it all, and it's great. And then you can yeah, even you, add new games. I love it. Do you remember when Soldier Boy put mm-hmm. uh, out his old oh, his own yeah. version? And then I heard they went that all big, terrible. like they can't, they can't touch me. What there was like, what about intellectual properties? Ah, oh, they can't touch me. Oh, he got touched. <laughs> and then, yeah. like the very next day, it was down. What What I'm shocked is that they were selling this on Amazon. I was kind of blown away. Originally, I was like, oh, I have to get this on eBay or something. No, well, it's on- Amazon has like some, you know, like fine print that says they're not responsible for like what their Amazon sellers do or something. Like I, that. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Third parties. Yeah. 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 Um, the next thing I want to bring up is, did you guys hear that Kong is going to use telepathy in the new movie, which, which he did like in the, did you guys ever watch any of the King Kong cartoons? I didn't even know Mm -hmm. there was one. Yeah. There's like three or four of them, but the one in the early two thousands, which came out with like around the, the first new movie of his before skull Island or whatever, which is like maybe the better of the two, the first one. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like in the nineties, I think it was another cartoon. And maybe in the comic books too, maybe he does this, but that's how he talks to people is he has like a psychic connection to them. But mm. in the cartoons, he fucking talks like he's got an Oxford education in the movie. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to talk like a monkey or what. I don't know what's going to happen in the movie, but um, so I think, I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, there's almost a way to communicate with animals. Like it seems like sometimes if you're like, you're like, you know, like Dave sharing videos of playing with his dog in the snow, they seem to understand each other. Great <laughs> <laughs> comparison. But, you know, like, uh, I mean, it, I don't think they should have some over elaborate, like, communication. I mean, they made like what thirty five Godzilla movies, and Godzilla kind of understands us, and we kind of get Godzilla, but we don't need to have like a full blown. He's not you know, talking. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, or maybe it. Do we know how it's being represented? Like no. how they're doing it? No, it's just like a thing floating around on 4chan and Reddit and like, you know, the forums and shit, you know? So it could be like, he just, there's a sound and then an effect. Well, that's what I'm saying. The only reference for it is like the cartoons, but 
it's full blown conversations in the cartoon. Was he control animals like Aquaman or something? No, no, no. But there was a dude that controlled him. I think, yeah, there's, I might be getting the cartoons mixed up because it was either Kong or Godzilla and they could control the monster. But, oh, um, these are kaiju movies. All big monster movies are called kaiju movies. It's a subgenre. It started with all the Godzillas and the Mothras and the uh, Gamera, which is a flying turtle. Ultraman is even a kaiju. It just means strange beast. That's all. But Okay. But, I mean, if he's going to have full-blown conversations, they might as well just make it a Planet of the Apes, but oversized, you know, like extra large. Um, yeah. If they're going to do that for Kong, what are they doing for Godzilla? Like God- Godzilla, he doesn't get an axe. No, he he's just. Well, we find out why he has a problem, why he's the villain, is because he has a toothache, and that's. that's it. <laughs> oh, oh so, I thought like, there's like, Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. Is that Johnny so Godzilla spoiler with the capital <laughs> spoiler? No, no, that, that part was, was total part. bullshit. But I just thought it was fun. Oh uh, no, it is funny, but it was also frightening. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the reason the reason Godzilla was angry in the '90s one is she was pregnant. So, 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 so like, yeah, she was. Yeah, you know, is not that toothache is not that far fetched. Yeah, you know? that, that, <laughs> like, they I was terrified because I thought, oh no, that sounds plausible, and yeah. it sounds really bad plausible. Like they would do it, and it would suck. So, so we've just come a long way from ride. radiation. <laughs> we're we're having such a good ride right now. We're going to bring the audience down a little bit with the next bit or the next uh. headline. Because we have to address it because I think like we owe it to her because she's so good at what she did. Um, Gloris Leachman had a pretty full life as far as I can tell. Didn't know her personally, but uh, Gloris Leachman died. She won an Oscar and she was really funny. Um, she was in at least two movies with bad romances. And since it's a theme for the month, we can mention them. She was in The Last Picture Show. That's the one she won the Oscar for. And it actually had a sequel called Texasville. Um, oh, yeah. She yeah. did a ton of stuff. Oh, yeah. She always... She was in the office, actually. They they um, had a Jack Black play a romantic lead with her in a fake romantic comedy movie that they were watching in the office. Wow. Um, so she's been everywhere. I mean, TV, film. Um, I just thought yeah. I would mention it, you know, in the greater TV and film world. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, she's been around for years. I mean, like years and years, and she's never stopped working. Um. Yeah, she'd yeah. pop up in things on TV all the time or just like a small role in a movie. Like she was America's grandma for 30, 40 years, give or take. She's yeah. one of those yeah. actresses I, I remember seeing a lot, but I did I never really remembered what she was in. I would always have to like Google it or something, you know? Well, basically, I, I, like if you have an Frankenstein. Older, if you have oh, yeah. an old yeah. like Dave saying, like a gra- like a grandma in a comedy that actually has like a good attitude or a good a good part that tells really zinger zingers is like uh um, it'll if it's not Betty White, then it's Gloris Leachman. You know, mm. so, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. Dirty movies like Bad Santa or you know stuff like that. You got lit on fire in a Kevin Hart movie called The uh, Wedding Ringer. Oh my uh, gosh, yeah. really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're at, like a dinner table and something happens and like she gets lit on fire. I mean, obviously it's a zany, funny sequence, but yeah, that's what yeah. She had amazing time in the movie, but you know, it's just really it's, it's stupid funny, but. Like Dave said, she's in like all these. It's all comedy stuff. So yeah, she had yeah. amazing comedic timing. Her yeah, timing like the, the stuff she did well, with Mel Brooks. Like she, had, she seemed like she had a really good sense of humor. Like she knew how to handle life, and she just expressed it through freaking mm-hmm. comedic timing. Well, well, she was mostly known as a comedian, but I mean, like you said, the thing she won an Oscar for was like 
straight up drama. So dramatic, yeah. yeah. Um, what is what did she win an Oscar for? Do you guys know? Last her? Picture Show. Last, yeah. Last Picture Show. Okay. No, she's uh, really great in that movie too. I mean, if nobody's, I mean, it's one of the great movies of all time, anyways. I mean, but yeah, but look it up. It's filled with a bunch of bad romances. People cheating on everybody. Everybody has a oh. a, a side piece. You know, like yeah, actually, she's the she's the wife of some dote or whatever who happens to have like a sexuality question. But then, like, one of the two main teenagers is having an affair with her or whatever. She's like a housewife or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, what's it? What's um, Jeff Bridges' character is like having an affair with her at the beginning of the movie? Hmm. Uh, let's see. So anyway, <laughs> but hey, to make it light, go watch Young Frankenstein. I think Adam mentioned that. Oh earlier, yeah, 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 yeah. She's Val Blucher. Val. Yeah. I, I can't that one. All right, She's we'll move so on to good. first impressions of Warlock Two, which is again officially called Warlock the Armageddon, but I like to just refer it as Warlock Two because Warlock the Armageddon is a really long title. It's really hard to say. Um, Nick, what are your first impressions of Warlock Two? I had so much fun with this one. I actually like this better than the first one. I I know it's crazy. <laughs> I'm with you. It is crazy. We're gonna be committed. Yeah, I I really I, I really dug this one. I committed. Well, you can commit me because I'm I'm with Nick. I mean, I actually I think I said this last week, but I saw this. My dad took me to this in the theater, so I was like 10 years old when it came out. Thought oh it was gosh. awesome then. Watched it for the first time in like over 20 years. Still awesome today. It takes a little long. It takes a few to get into it, but man, it's it's fun. It's it's good. I, I oh man, <laughs> I agree. Okay, well, uh, I'll weigh in. Uh, <laughs> two words. Very disappointed. Oh, oh. man! But yeah. he, he, last week, audience, he did like the other one more. So, Dave, we're like on the same page. Yeah. Dave had much longer comments before the show. Dave had like this whole. What did you say? Well, yeah, I just. uh, What did I say? Um, I I don't know. I I just thought this movie was like the right amount of stupid. Like, I'm kind of glad it wiped away the first movie. And this is the movie I wanted the first one to be. This is just dumb. It it knows it's dumb. Knows it's fun. Like, there's so many good kills in this movie, but they're ridiculous. But I I don't know. It has a good tone, um, to it. I think that's what you said. So dumb, funny, or so stupid. Yeah, it's it just it was the right amount of stupid. It was like the right amount of cheese on my burger, kind of. <laughs> cheese on oh my, my burger. I like it. <laughs> Dave. So I'm trying to go back to my first impressions because Dave was like, um, this is pre-show folks, and things we bring up, we have private conversations on our Facebook Messenger to to like plan these shows. Um Dave said, I haven't watched this in 25 years, and I was like, holy shit. So he made me think of like when did I watch it last? Like it literally 1999 was the last time I saw this movie. People are like I was born in 1999. Yeah, go fuck yourself. I was already here. <laughs> All right. Um, wow. So yeah, it's been a while. But I my first impression. I'm trying to think. Like I think I saw the trailer on another video, right? Like on another movie, right? Mm. So mm-hmm. I'm getting a little distracted. Nick keeps playing with his avatar. Keeps <laughs> <laughs> going out. We're in a stream yard, folks, so we can see each other's icons. He keeps distracted. Popping his and out, and he picked a hockey boy. And <laughs> he keeps taking it away. All right. Just staring at the muscle, and it's gone. Okay. All right. So my first impression would be like, oh, this seems awesome. I got to go rent this movie. I got to find it. You know, like, again, watch it on another horror movie. Probably Warlock 1. You know what I mean? Like, right, coming attractions or something, like, before the, you know, other movie or whatever. Uh, so yeah, I gotta find it. Was probably I'm gonna write that down. I think it was <laughs> maybe it was on a Leprechaun VHS. I think it was Leprechaun. Yeah. Was yeah. it Leprechaun? 
See, I couldn't I remember. It was Leprechaun. Yeah, so it's on another Trimark video or whatever. Um, so we'll be right back with our favorite bits and uh, some more relationship analysis right after these messages from Double A. See what's on stars. Special offer. $5 a month for six months. Get access to thousands of movies and hit original series with this limited time offer. Catch new episodes of American God streaming now and don't miss the series premiere of Men in Kilts on February 14th. Get access to your favorite shows, thousands of movies, and exclusive behind-the-scenes bonus content. Uh, it's a limited-time special offer. You can cancel any time online. There's no long-term contract. Discounted annual subscriptions. No commitment. 44, 44% off for six months. Grab our affiliate link. Grab our affiliate link to start watching. CBS All Access. Uh, we have another offer for you. The binge watchers really want to hook you up. CBS All Access is growing and will become Paramount Plus on March 4th. Access tens of thousands of episodes from CBS, BET, Comedy Central, MTV, Nickelodeon, and Smithsonian Channel, as well as hundreds of iconic movies from Paramount Pictures. Plus, you'll always stay in the conversation with the best in live events, reality competitions, sports and news. Can't wait? Get in first by signing up for a CBS All Access annual plan now, and for a limited time, get 50% off your first year. On March 4th, your subscription will automatically switch over to Paramount+. Plus. Uh, now this is peak streaming. To start your free trial, grab our link. These are paid links. Uh, we are supported by sponsors as well as affiliate links to keep the podcast rolling. We appreciate it. And now, back to the show already in progress. All right, my, my favorite bit was actually, um, I, I texted these, or I, I messaged these guys earlier in the week. It, it is when Julian Sands comes out of the body, uh, like, like, a, like, he's, like the lady's giving birth, and he comes out all juicy, and <laughs> which is correct. As, as Adam said, it was, it was like a, a baby turd, or what did you say? <laughs> Satan's turd, oh, I don't know. Satan's turd came out. Yeah, I, I love that opening, and I, I love the mirror scene, too. Oh man, I think the title of this episode needs to be Juicy Sands. <laughs> yes, it's so juicy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um I I, I love the Picasso scene uh, or the, uh, oh, the him yeah. turning the guy into the art. Um that that was great and there's another bit I really loved. Uh, it's just a bit of acting but like this is why I like this movie. It has like perfect bad acting and the scene where the girl kills herself and the father's like, "No." Or just like just non-reactionary that just something about it killed me. Good bad acting in this movie. Uh, <laughs> makes- remember what you just said when we get to our our best relationship in the movie section and worst relationship in the movie sections and why because you might have hit on one. So mm-hmm. all right. Uh, and then double A, what's your favorite bit from Warlock Two? I think uh, Nick to a certain degree uh, stole it because. I think the movie starts out really strong with some really cool Hellraiser type effects of a, you know the body coming from almost nothing and being able to emerge. But uh, that weird thing that she gets pregnant with, like she, <laughs> her pregnancy was all of like sixty seconds. It's pretty like, quick, yeah. Like <laughs> that Warlocks baby grow fast. fast. Yeah, and 
uh, while it's just sitting there on the ground, it doesn't even resemble a baby in any way, shape, or form. It's just like this crud with a with a tail on it, which looks like a tail, and it's all yeah. The only trivia old. I can find about this movie is they wanted that to be as the most disgusting, horrifying thing that they could do. So it, they put a lot of effort into it, yeah. and uh, it looked great. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the, when it got the dog, you knew like that thing was gross, right? And you, I thought. I thought we'd see some kind of like baby come out of that thing, but that's not exactly what happened. <laughs> like a full grown man. Sh- like it starts unfolding and inflating and then almost inflating. And then this man just emerges and shoots out from it and, uh, and it's gross. He's like breaking through layers of stuff. And it was, it was pretty amazing. Well, define gross. Know, if you like penises, there's a penis flash. Yeah, oh, I saw that. I saw that. A prosthetic penis. <laughs> Julian it's kind of floppy, so it. the real okay. fans. Not that I was looking, but they did paint <laughs> that part of his... I it's did. Un- I saw it. Yeah, it's right my, it was you in my face. A, a, TVs are pretty big these days, right? So, so you, <laughs> <laughs> you, might not, you might not have noticed it on VHS, but you do yeah, now. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't see it on 720, but in 4K, holy shit! Oh, it's <laughs> oh yeah, you're, <laughs> you're up right there with your magnifying glass. But anyway, so. uh they they had that part of his body uh, painted dark. I don't know if you guys noticed, but I did. Uh, yeah, yeah, because they Not they dark hit enough. it. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it was dark enough so that it wasn't seen. Oh, in, it only suggested the... a penis. You're right. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. And then, you yeah. realize we're talking about favorite bits here. You know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> naughty bits. Julian Sands. <laughs> <laughs> there are probably other good scenes of this movie, but. Um, <laughs> like, I, how could you oh, struggle? This movie's filled well, with them. Um, I also I like get... the Picasso murder. I like the idea of turning the guy into a living art, and he's like going to be tortured forever as a some on somebody's shelf. Um, but you guys are forgetting about the elevator kill. Like mm. the guy who thinks he can take the warlock on by himself, who steals the mm. magical daggers that the only thing that can kill the warlock, goes to track him down in the city, and then like his little. Bug Compass is freaking out in his pocket. He's stuck on the elevator with the warlock. Doesn't know what to do. Sweating yeah. me. People get in and off the elevator. He has a chance to leave the elevator. And then uh, the warlock exits. And you mentioned Hell- Hellraiser-style shit before. I actually feel like there are some moments that remind me of both Hellraiser and Lord of Illusions. Yeah. yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. But the, the elevator kill, that's my favorite bit. That is a, that is a good kill. It, it um, was pretty amazing. Uh, because you kind of saw that there was going to be a conflict coming, but when it finally came, you it already went. <laughs> yeah, but to see the guy like totally like eviscerated all and sure then, the bones are the entire to the elevator, side. but the warlock the warlock is pristine, no blood on him, he's completely clean. But the guy, every part of the guy is just like painted the freaking inside of the elevator. Yeah, pretty he's awesome. Got good Scotch guard. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool. I- yeah. Um, I also just to throw it out there. I love the scene, the part where he just rips that chick's head, like her scalp off, or just her hair. Like, oh uh, yeah. <laughs> like here you go. Look at she it. Kept talking about it. Oh, my gosh. Check it out. I think that's what. It, I think that's yeah. what elevated this movie to me. Is this movie at least had a sense of humor? The first one is very serious by comparison. Yes. This this was fun. I think that's what I really honed on to. I, I had more fun with this one. I feel like it was in a similar vein. I think it was a lot closer because like when he first bites the guy's uh, tongue off in the first one, uh, I mean, that's done. So you're shocked. It establishes him as a bad guy, 
But then he's like, he spits it into the breakfast skillet so that it could be breakfast for the guy. I mean, like, you know? yummy, yummy, yummy breakfast. Yeah. So this movie kind of does stuff like that. I mean, think about being able to take the the demon or Satan or whatever it is coming out of that, you know, thing at the end. And it's just like some halogen headlights on a truck. Like, <laughs> It felt like a like a '90s metal music video on a low budget. The the devil at the end. <laughs> yeah. The power of GMC compels you. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. In fact, it was probably for the music video of the song at the very end, which I gotta say I appreciated the movie being over and kick into like kick ass metal. Like. Nyeh, nyeh. <laughs> <laughs> so part of this, the theme for this month is bad relationships. So that could be romances, romances, or just relationships in general. So we're gonna analyze the relationships now, just for the hell of it. So, best relationship in the movie and why? Nicolates? I think it's Julian Sands and these gemstones. I think that's the best <laughs> relationship. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. That's funny. I, I mean, it's almost like Thanos. Like, someone made a comment like Marvel. Like, it's like... The, the, yeah. Well, if you look at the YouTube yeah. comments now, like, they, well, Dave yeah. said that as well. Yeah. The YouTube comments on the trailer, if you go look up the trailer on YouTube... Is it like, oh, it looks like Marvel stole the uh, Infinity story from uh, from Warlock? <laughs> yes. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Because I'm sure the comics were printed before they made the movie in the early 90s. If anything, I'm sure, I'm sure. Not only that. But, yeah. um, I guess anything with Magic Stones is now going to be compared to Infinity. Well, right? we need to go look up when uh, they invented When, when those Infinity stones, story. I know. Oh, wow. like, yeah, was it 90s or 80s? Mm. It, I think it was 80s. So, but, yeah, um, the first Infinity yeah. conflict, Thanos was introduced like yeah in the 80s. Well, Thanos uh, was introduced in the seventies, but I don't know about the Infinity Stone I- idea. Yeah, yeah, but that's a that's an old idea of like in any old movie of like you have to get these items and you have to have them all at once to rule everything. Like it's it's not a new thing, it, really. It's an old magic cliche. only works when you yeah. get things, uh, you know, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, else. even Ming has a power ring, right? And that's from uh, all the radio serials from the thirties with Flash Gordon. He has a magic mm-hmm. ring. Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah, all yeah. the magic rings back in wasn't the, radio, the shadow right? or the f- phantom or something? Yeah. And we're yeah. not going to talk about the fucking Hobbit, but they have a lot. <laughs> <magic rings>. Oh <laughs> yeah, Definitely. and they really know how to do some dishes. Yeah. Uh, where are we? We're losing. Well, I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm into the relationship. Hey, hey, uh, you're up. Some dangerous analysis on the relationships in this movie. Best relationship and why? Um, I'd just say the two teenagers because they're the only ones that seem to actually like care about each other and not like eh, well i had to kill you <laughs> like yeah, i would say to... that's one of the weaker ones and basically they just use the metaphors of romeo and juliet the fact the movie makes of stage play and it's romeo and juliet and like they're already drawing comparisons to star-crossed lovers i don't think they spend a lot of time in this movie establishing the relationship between the teens we see them kissing in one scene then the other guy's like i'm a i'm a i'm a druid and she's like what the hell are you talking about you're making me crazy right now and then like she talks to her death. So I would argue that that's one of the weaker relationships in the movie, but yeah, I, I didn't just even argue that they're also even not... when he said the best relationship is a fucking rock and a dude. <laughs> like, I, was like, I, I think it was, I'm just saying, All right. <laughs> I, I, I don't disagree with Nick. I, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, they, the, I think the first boy that we see associated with her is the, the wrong guy. Am yeah. I right? Mm-hmm. It's like that bully guy. So we don't even really understand how close they are or whatever, because the dad seems to be inviting the long haired guy to date his daughter. You know what I mean? At the very beginning. So 
Are, like, are you gonna are you gonna pick her up and see a movie this week or something? He says, and, yeah, yeah. And then then immediately that guy's changing and bullying the other kid, and I'm just like, what's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, not sold. This is one of those My, movies that has tail ends and things cut off. Like it, like it always seems like the scenes start late or start early, and like it just missing information, you know. Um, yeah, you think you it got they, cut down, or do you they, think it's just they cut it for filmmaking? time, and then somebody yeah, doesn't they make cut sense. it for the budget? Like it's made for three million, and it only grossed back three point nine million. So I think like I remember when it came out, it didn't do good. Chopped, they probably chopped this bitch as they were running from location, like you know, trying to lock down sets to shoot the guy. Didn't you know what I mean? Like the town's a soundstage, you yeah. know, like Main Street. You know, it's a studio somewhere or whatever, but. Mm-hmm. I wow. felt like Trimark was like the the '90s equivalent of like Roger Corman, like run and gun. Like, sorry, you got five yeah, days, yeah. get it done. <laughs> Maybe. Um, wow. I wonder how long they spent shooting this. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, oh, oh wait, I thought I saw that too, but now I, I didn't write it down because I didn't think we were going to talk about it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> only only like sixteen weeks. Oh, so, like the whole production from beginning to end. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's pretty quick. I mean, like, yeah. Um, wow. Adam, what do you think? Best relationship in the movie? What do you think? Well, uh, Julian and his master that he's... No, I'm just joking. Uh, I think the best one <laughs> is uh, the the two guys that know the truth, mm. right? Apparently, the guy that becomes a preacher is like, what, an ex-Druid, if I'm going to infer this correctly? So he's supposed to know. So the relationship that they've had where one guy's trying he's to like deny it in the closet. That's what that dude is. Yeah, he's trying to deny his past and act like all that stuff is woo-woo and that's not for me. And so the daughter has no idea what she comes from and he's the guy that left. And then all the things that happen that end up, you know, bringing them back together. You're saying the two dad druids, the preacher yeah. and and the bookstore. Yeah. yeah, that was really interesting. And look, they were willing to to fight alongside one another and and go head to head with the warlock, even though they weren't the warriors. Huh? You See, know. I would argue that the best relationship in them will not argue because I uh, would. We're already like forty minutes in. I, I would have said, in my opinion, <laughs> or as Dave says, in my ho, whatever humble opinion. Um, like the best relationship I think is between the dad druid and and this and who I'm just calling like. Uh, the druid son, because I'm not even keeping track of their names. Just like the boy, the girl, the preacher, the dad, the hillbilly. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, so the dad who teaches the son, you know, about the druid powers. And again, like Obi-Wan. I mean, they have him dressed like he's got Yoda's colors on. He's got Jedi colors on. This is like Anthony Hickox is like, oh, this is my Star Wars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's <laughs> like, is, yeah. like this is my three million world. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah going all even out guys when he's first learning to use the force in this movie they yeah. didn't play. <laughs> and when yoda came in uh, yeah it was weird okay yeah so, hey, hey, Nick, what do you think is the worst relationship in the movie i honestly think our uh two main characters <laughs> i thought I was, I was not feeling it although i do have a crush on the one girl that was in uh hellraiser 3 i remember when i was when i was younger i used to have a really big crush on her because she was in hellraiser 3 i think the year before this. And then it makes sense that she was in this movie now, which I didn't know until I saw this. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm, I'm going off about my crush. I'm sorry, but I, I think there were the main, the two main characters were the, my worst uh, relationship. 
Dave? Uh, I'd say between a father and any of their children, like both parents, like either kill or let their kid kill themselves in front of them. So <laughs> I know greater good and all, I guess, but I don't know. They're just like, eh, all right, I had to kill you. It wasn't hard. <laughs> wow. Uh, mine is uh, the kid and his relationship with that baseball. That is the worst relationship. Mm. And, and you also have to throw in the compositor <laughs> into that arrangement because that is some awful looking stuff. And uh, I, it it's was Nico, it's Nico. We don't have enough time this, to talk about yeah. the knife. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm going to talk about that knife. Is there time? I'm going to add that thing on, but we're talking about that later. <laughs> you can have like actual compositing where you have shot something against a blue screen or green screen. And then you've got, I'm just going to throw something on top of the frame and it, it'll be fine. We'll fix it in post. And some of that's in here. And it's a shame because this movie has some really amazing effects in it. So and it has a mix of effects. The Remember, practical movie, effects are pretty good. I thought, I mean, yeah. the practical, yes, stuff. you're right. The practical effects, anything superimposed look like, you know, I don't even know. Like, I mean, my, my, my favorite bit in the movie, like the opening we we're talking we were talking about, that looks beautiful. And then the end scene, I don't want to ruin it, but the Julian Sands stuff at the end, that looked really good too. I thought. Yeah. Oh yeah. They did a great job. Anything practical looked pretty fantastic. It's just a, some of that other stuff is like, whoa, I really <laughs> it's, like it's dated. Yeah. Well, okay. It's we're crazy getting to off. think that this came out the same year as Jurassic park. Keep that. I know, right. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Three months That's, later. That, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's really no comparison there. It's, there. it's hard to watch. Yeah. John, what's your, what's your, what's your, you know, worst relationship in the movie opinion? Gosh, I don't know. I originally was going to say the warlock to his mother when he first shows up in the world. Um, Oh yeah, that's you a, good guys one. a good point. Like he has a bad relationship with, you know, Father Evil, and uh, also, I mean, the teens' their relationship sucks. So, I, I, like, even when the son gets hurt, it's like, why bother stay alive and go save her? Who gives a shit? Also, she just magically has better powers than his. Like before she even gets, I don't know, resurrected because they're saying they can't become druid warriors till they get killed and come back, right? So yeah, um, but she just naturally takes to it. I'm like, oh, whatever. Uh, she's like oh that's cool i know this is real i'm gonna kill myself we're getting a little bit long on this one we had a lot of fun talking but we almost have no time for fan service or uh the um to play what should i watch so we got to make an executive decision here we go to bonus content and throw that up later or we just end it now and say great job let's move we'll be back next week or we just go a little bit long and and uh do our our other segments what do you guys want to do i'm done for anything I'm for going long, but I think I'm for so. going long, I, be, mostly because I want to mention another relationship. All right, let me just break the fourth <laughs> wall real quick. Audience, here's why John doesn't like to go long. Because John discovered <laughs> in a podcast that's 26 minutes long, you get critical minutes that are 16 minutes long for an audience, and they hear one commercial at eight minutes. In a 45 minute show, you get this critical mass at 30 minutes, approximately. They're listening, and at about I don't know between 20 25 minutes, if you drop two ads. There might be a call to action, but that's marketing. Our show's not about marketing, but this is stuff that John constantly thinks about in the back of his mind because he also has to wear the hat of marketing the show. It's two times harder to market a show that goes longer than an hour than it is to market a show at 45 minutes. Other than that, Adam said he would like to discuss another relationship in the movie. <laughs> oh. 
Hey, yeah. <laughs> Warlock going behind the scenes at the fashion show, and oh, the yeah, woman that's... is seduced so easily because oh. she thinks she's going to get like they're going to do something, and then in, instead he flies her up, you know, to get the the crystal, and she that doesn't end too well for her. I thought that, uh, you know, when he zoomed up, I thought that it, those effects look great. You know, simple but very effective. Unlike what well, it's better than the later. flying in the first movie. Definitely, definitely that. Yeah, yeah. But the, but there's there's a flying a scene in this movie that is way worse than anything in the first movie. No, I feel like they like, get I, it over more quickly, so you don't. It's done. You know, like uh, they probably told him you got to make your warlock fly, and he's like, why the fuck? So you see mostly the trees and the girl on the motorcycle as a distraction from the bad flying, you know, like it's all, it's like very done pretty quickly. And because he did relationship, need... his relationship to flying. We can, like, <laughs> well, he didn't need he to uh, sacrifice a child this time around. So that proves that even in the first movie is that much more. No, evil no, 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 time out. You can't compare the world. They're different warlocks. Yeah. Not, I don't know if I agree with that the theory. Though. was a human dude that, that gained powers, right? And was associated as one of the sons of Satan. Like in that yeah. movie, it implies there's more than one. So in the first movie, any of the children could have been successful to bring about the end of times by finding the what the secret book or whatever. But in this movie, he's manifested as the son of Satan. And because of the six hundred years, six stones, six guardians, you know, six signs of the end, it's not the same dude. Because so- he said he was older than the other guy could imagine or whatever. Uh, I just viewed him as a reincarnation of the first warlock. I think because mm. they break mythology and show us a different origin story, it's a deviation. No, right? I think it's a continuation because in the first movie, no, he gets no, wiped no, no. out. All, and then in this, the it's film, a rebirth. All the film scholars are arguing that this is not the same warlock, and I agree with them. Okay, well, I disagree scholars? with all of them. <laughs> yes, goddammit, Dave. All the video are scholars talking about this movie. I didn't even know. That. Oh my gosh! Yes, they wow. are. Look, uh, we're all we're all talking about it. Movies, you deserve a degree in film watching. All right. This is like on the sight and sound list next to like you know La Jete. <laughs> yeah, fucking a. Oh, we'll agree up there. You know the Seventh Seal. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it's on. It's there. <laughs> uh, so. Good Jason stuff. Instagram story. John? Oh, uh, Adam also likes to break the fourth wall on the fact that he will just dig into the podcast notes and tell the audience stuff <laughs> that are for the podcasters <laughs> to keep the podcast rolling down. Um, yeah, Judge Jason, that's the guy's name on Instagram. His name is just Jason, but he adds like six J's to his name. He pipes up every once in a while because he likes us, likes our show. Uh, has been following me on Instagram for, I don't know, a couple years or something. Um, he got really active talking about the show. But what's funny is the day we dropped the first Warlock 89 episode, I made a post, right? Like, hey. And it's usually the I share the uh, episode art, right? And, like, tell mm. people what the episode's about. I dropped that, and he's like, wow, this is cool because I just watched Warlock. You know, you know what I mean? So the time <laughs> oh, perfect perfect. timing, yeah. He literally just – you know, movie fan just watched that movie and then here we are talking about it. So then he went and listened to our podcast and then I'm talking to him in the comments like, hey, so you saw part one, but have you seen, you know, part two? It's more fantasy than horror, but, you know, maybe take a look at it. It's also good. He went and watched it and commented literally like 90 minutes later or whenever the movie ended, he came back and told me his opinion of part two. I'm like, 
Dude, nice. a rabid podcast nice. fan, a rabid binge watchers fan, and like he's like the perfect example of our fandom because we're professional binge watchers, but we're talking to other binge watchers who can participate in the show by telling us what they're watching, why they're watching it, and asking us questions, right? So like that was just like a really great moment of like we talked about a movie, dude watch the movie, and then told mm. us what he thought. You know, like that's the perfect exchange, I think, you know. So oh, totally. That's the fan service for this week, and it's it's a, like a primo example of uh, like our engagement. And then um, the other thing came from a dude named Ed uh, via email. Um, Ed wants to know if we've seen WandaVision, which is on Disney Plus. It's the new Marvel show. If so, what do we think? And what do we think is happening? They're they're like halfway through the first season. Maybe there's been like four episodes. Um, I don't even, I don't even I don't even know um, if all of us have seen this. I know that Dave and I have. So I, ha- I haven't, so I can't really okay. speak so for it. That's your answer. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Your answer. I, can, I have nothing to say. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just go down the line. We'll go down the line and play one division, <laughs> like real quick. Yeah, uh, Dave. I want to. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Me and John talked about this the other day. I love those first three episodes, and I'm in the minority. I hated this fourth episode. I don't want anything else but the damn sitcom. Just the damn sitcom. Nothing else. Give me bewitched with these two characters and nothing else. And that's not going to happen, so okay, I might so, be dropping off. <laughs> oh, you're you're dropping a bomb now, or something. Yeah. <laughs> so speculating that the main characters are trapped in a fictional universe with inside the reality of the show, and the plot device to move them through this artificial world is the characters imagining themselves trapped in famous sitcoms, but it's not real. And I'm like, it's funny. And the Marvel Universe, or DC for that matter, take note, they could have a show that is a sitcom. Like, DC has Booster Gold, who's a guy in the future who travels back in time because he wants to be a hero, but is very much like a television reality star. That would be a funny sitcom. Or Deadpool and Marvel would make a funny half-hour show. You know, like, so you can do it. There's a lot of, like, B-list, bench-warmer characters in both universes that wouldn't cost a lot of money and they could throw them out like great lakes Avengers or whatever. Right. They could do these things, but there's nowhere for WandaVision to go. If they don't ever leave the d- plot device they're using just to give the show elements, like that's not what the show is really about. It's just a gimmick, right? They're trying to get through the gag to get you somewhere. So for my, for my stake in watching the show, uh, it's going to wear on me and I don't want them to stay in the sitcom universe because that's not what the show actually is. It's all a mind fuck. So they're going to move past the mind fuckery and get down to like, you know, like Thanos level fighting or something again. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we're on such opposite ends. I think we both possibly, like it, but, but I just like the sitcom and nothing it's setting else. Up the next move. Like they're doing this thing now where just like comic books, remember when you had to like pick up Spider-Man 457, but then the story continued in Punisher 663. You know what I mean? Like, Crossover. So, you, so that's what they're doing in, in their movies and TV shows is like, WandaVision is setting something up for Spider-Man 3. And Spider-Man 3 is setting something up for, for you know, Doctor Strange 2. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's what's going to happen. Is they're going to, Marvel and Disney are like, we're going to get them everywhere. They're going to have to watch the show to understand the movie to, you know, watch the next show. And like. See, so, that's uh, where they lose me. Like, I don't want to watch 20 other things to understand one movie. Like, that's stupid. I'm sorry. It, it just is. Yeah. Each, each story sorry, should wait, be wait. self-contained. It's not like you combine the words soup and stupid into one word. So, yeah, it is soup. Word, that is so, so stupid. stupid. You have to go eat a bowl of soup. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Soup. Like, 
I know I'm in the minority here. I know people love MCU and I don't dislike the MCU, but like sometimes I just want my entertainment to be self-contained. I just don't want to do research to watch something that's two hours. Like, come yeah. on. I have to know everything that happened five episodes before. You know, Adam's Mm -hmm. a comic artist, and he's way into comics. Adam knows a lot about comics. If we have comic questions, we should direct them probably to Adam. I mean, I just remember reading comics mostly in the 90s, so I remember these older stories. I don't really can really keep up with the new stuff, and the movies are catching up to, like, the stories that I read, and they're turning those into movies, which I think is cool. But um, And they change a couple of things to trick people or, or to move things around, but... Um, like the origin of division is different in the movies than the books, but um, mm. the point, what was, well, I'm trying to figure out where I'm going with this. Uh, where am I going with this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I wish Adam would watch some of these movies, but he has a thing about Disney, right? So that gets under his skin, and and mostly it's their like their politics and their and their um, ideology and like uh, their conduct with like how they absorb all these other, and I understand, I get it to some level. I respect they're Adam. buying everything. And yeah. yeah. So I, I respect your opinion of the, the monopoly and like what they're doing and like what they do to creators when creators like color outside the lines and Disney crucifies them. I get it, but I still love some of the stuff they're cranking out. So, you know, it's really a difficult relationship that I have with Disney plus right now. Cause I love Mandalorian, well, but well, there's but no doubt that they can you would like, make Adam. Difference. I know you would like some of the movies that they've made. Like you would probably like the Captain America movie. You might like some of the Infinity War stuff. Like there's some. Well, I've seen a lot of them. Thor three, well, you would love. I think the Thor, 3, Thor three is a comedy, and it's um Taika Waititi or whatever his name is. Um, Which one? I butcher his name, and I apologize if he ever hears me say his name. It'll be <laughs> the end of our relationship, because I I have a hard time saying his name, but he's the it guy. Is who, you know, I get it. Um, he did Jojo Rabbit and What We Do in the Shadows and um, the movie we watched uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hunt for the Wilder. Wilder. Yeah, yeah. So I know you would love the store three. I might have seen it. Um, I my Disney boycott was sporadic. Uh, I just had to watch it at like a friend's house or something. I just didn't want any of my money to go to them because. I shouldn't say that out. I shouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna, you're, gonna start, you're gonna get a job five years from now. They're gonna come haunt you. It, like, I yeah, heard they were that. like, "Oh, we know. Uh, we HR know needs to give you a little talk, Mister." Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. No. Well, I mean, like, look, they make quality work. I just don't like domination. I don't like it. I want the underdog to win. I want the little guy to win. I want you know the small intellectual property to you know survive in a marketplace where everything gets gobbled up by two three companies i just you know that's how i look at the world that's who i want to win i want the the filmmaker that's got a hundred thousand dollar budget to be able to make a movie that grosses a hundred million and change his life and start a production company and help other people make more movies that are great you know that's what i so it's all a part of how i look at the world so that's a huge deviation from what we're talking about. <laughs> Let's talk about that terrible CG knife in Warlock Armageddon. Wow. Uh, I also want to steal one of Nick's catchphrases unless he knows what he should say in this moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> you want me to say that right now? <laughs> oh, yeah. she got real. Yeah, she there you go. I thought you were going to tell me to say late. I thought you were telling me no, to say no, late. No, no, no. Right. <laughs> just cut it out. Like, like the show just ended right there. All right, yeah. this is Nikki T. Late. <laughs> and then I come home with a disclaimer. I come back on. Uh, Adam, 
We do not share the opinion of Adam. <laughs> 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 what Adam I think is going to happen now. I, I personally don't care his own. Yeah. Yeah. Totally his own. So, I yeah, would yeah. love to work for Disney. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I see. I think Adam just drew first blood. Now Disney's going to buy the show and crush us. Thanks, yeah. Adam. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> oh, they're going to rehire different. Disney, I will work for you. I don't you know what? They're going to hire everybody, different people for us. You know us. what? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. No, they're going to hire all of you back. Dave, because yeah. I didn't save anything Dave, bad. <laughs> at the beginning of the show, we talked about how I sold soda. I won't. If an opportunity arises, I'll be there. You just said you we're going to not sell to Disney. <laughs> uh, Binge Watchers podcast brought to you by Disney, and it's like four new dudes. It's not us at all. It's like well, they have our names. They have our names. <laughs> they, they bought our names. names. <laughs> they have our names. They use. Oh my gosh! That'd be the younger, slicker version looking of us. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Here's Triple A. You know. Triple A at the scene. <laughs> Johnny Dealer. Yeah, uh, well, it wouldn't be spoilers. It'd be something else because they crush spoilers online, right? Like anything that leaks, they kill it. Like so, it'd be like, I don't know what it would be like. Delicious uh, Dave, Johnny, no details with the premise. You know, you know what I mean? Like, no details with the premise. I like yeah. it. Just, oh man, that's too good. <laughs> Pretty like soon, a, I'm gonna get a cease and desist letter saying I can't be called Dangerous Dave anymore because they own the name. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, dude! They, wow! Wow! Wow. Whatever thought I had, that eradicated it. <laughs> so I'm looking for things to watch. I need to ask my buddies what I should be watching. Uh, hey, Nick, what should I watch? Well, I got a I got a treat for you, John. I got two guys. They're young and they're starting their careers in life. One's a cop trying to make it to make it up to the highest ranks possible, and another guy's a bad guy trying to he's he's trying to like get into the scene and become this tough drug dealer. Right. So they both of course meet in one night at this, it's like fate they meet. And then of course the cop takes down the bad guy and then the bad guy goes to jail. And then years later, the bad guy gets out and then gets revenge. Wants to all he wants to do is get revenge on the cop that put him down because they were both going at, at like they met, like it was almost serendipity that they met because if they didn't meet, Either one would have got where they would have got, but then the bad guy is going out and getting revenge. It's I'm Denzel. So Wa- I'm so confused by what you're talking about. <laughs> Are you confused? Are you confused? <laughs> Did I not do it right? Oh my gosh! It's called Ricochet. It's with Denzel Washington and John Lithgow. It's oh an God. amazing movie. I totally bombed that. Huh? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Oh. Oh, never mind. For a second there, I was just imagining the club scenes from the Miami Vice remake. You know, oh. like <laughs> I probably would have. Yeah, I mean, it was in the nineties. Yeah, for half a moment until you said cops, I was thinking like, is he talking about old boy or what? what like what well, any number of revenge movies? I was trying to describe it without giving you guys like the main well, characters. You know, and I, that's where I messed up. I think. Yeah. Wow. But it's a it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I don't know. For a second there, because you were talking about nightclubs and cops, I also thought for a second maybe you were talking about We Own the Night. Oh yeah. So I haven't seen that in years. Yeah. Anyway, that was my. 
I can not give you. I can award you no points. I don't blame anyone. I probably bombed. Yes. I. You know, I'm going to give you half a point because of your enthusiasm, yes. but I, I and I also because it. I watched this recently, and I could be convinced to watch it again. It was a fun movie. It's so good, dude. It's so good. The yeah. only reason I want to give you a full point is because mine is probably going to sound a lot like yours. Oh, I like so it. I, <laughs> wow. I think I'm going to give you a full point. Yes. 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 <laughs> All right, I got one right, and a half. Make it an early lead, 1.5 One point. and a half, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dave? Um, all right, so there's this Disney movie. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No points, just for this joke. Uh, I watched – oh, man, this is a good week. I watched a lot of good things, but the thing I'm going to pitch you on is Pan's Labyrinth. I don't know the last time if you guys have seen that movie. Oh, my God, that movie holds up so well. Um, I mean, much like this movie, it's a fantasy. It's definitely – or much like Warlock, I mean, it's a fantasy – um, a lot of great practical effects. I mean, anything we complained about Warlock was <laughs> that you don't have that problem with this movie. Um, girl, uh, it, do I need to describe Pan's Labyrinth to everybody? I think it's kind of like a pretty well-known movie at this point. No, I'd um, say describe it because that's yeah, you have it. Game, it. That's the game. pitch. The I'm not so sure if I want to watch it again. Go, yeah. Dave. <laughs> All right. So a young girl in a war-torn uh, Spain in the World War II um, has to move with her mom to a new general's house. The general is a really bad guy, crushes people's face-ins with wine bottles. <laughs> um, and she also gets stuck in the lower world um, with fawn, the fawn. God, I died. Yeah, I'm going to lose because I can't think how to describe this movie well. Um, <laughs> um, why should you see this? Because this movie, even though it's a fantasy, it's also the most realistic movie. Like the the spirit, the fantasy world is evil and the real I world is just as evil. I, I should have just cut this whole segment tonight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was trying to move yeah. things along and you're like, hey, describe it more. All right, I guess. <laughs> we're, we're bombing, guys. <laughs> hey, I saw a movie called Pan's Labyrinth and I know you've seen it already, but what do you... Do you... <laughs> title you're like hey you want to watch pan's labyrinth <laughs> <laughs> hey, I guess, sometimes hey, that's I should, all you need you guys um, want hey, too? yeah I'm you down. should watch it because it's like a great fantasy with some of the best special effects and practical effects uh in a long time since the thing even though they're very different movies i feel like you're just digging yourself a grave now yeah I'm, i've i've accepted loss at this point <laughs> oh wow hey guys what do you think uh what do you guys give dave nothing uh, Dave, I'm I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to give you a zero just because I'm I'm going. I love that movie, but I'm going off your pitch, man. I'm going off Fair your enough. pitch. Yeah. Okay. I don't want Dave <laughs> to feel bad about himself, so I'm gonna give him half a point. Oh my god. Half a point. All right. What <laughs> about oh, you, John? Point. Thanks. Hey, it's Pan's Labyrinth. Okay. <laughs> uh, Johnny, what about you? So it's a movie about a maze, I guess. What I can gather from that title. Yes, it has David Bowie and a crop. <laughs> oh, Penn's Labyrinth. It's Adam's turn. Oh, I thought. Uh, oh, no, no, John Dave. No, but uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Um, John, what was your I thought point? we're going out of order here. Okay. Oh, no, I started. You didn't hear me. I said nothing at the very Okay, top. cool. Okay, so oh, okay. Dave oh nothing. Okay. Well, that sounds like an interesting movie. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I was going to try to sneak in. The little things, uh, knowing that two of you have seen it already, but I guess I'm not going to do that now. I, I watched a movie called uh, The Claw of the Devil, and it That's starts a movie? Off, yeah. And 
and yeah. it starts off uh, with this guy he brings his, his, you know, his bride home, and his parents have never met her before. Actually, it's like his on his aunt and uncle. Maybe it's his parents. Anyway, they they're like, oh hell no, you're not gonna marry this girl. So they they put their like they start messing with her and snubbing her, and then they put her in the uncle's old bedroom because it'd be in a. They wanted to go home, but it's it's night and it's dangerous outside. So they said they send her up in the attic. And while she's in the attic, she's attacked. The door is locked and she's attacked by some crazy creature that comes up through the floorboards that's in the crawl space in between the attic and the regular house. And uh, she's never the same. They cart her off to the loony bin. And then these kids in the uh, around the town started start, you know, killing each other and and having orgies and and they're all uh they're all turning against and and uh, the people of the town and absorbing more and more people into their little cult is this a and shutter it, movie yeah it, it is on shutter yeah what it's, what year is this movie it's uh i think it's like 1973 okay cool but and it was shot in uh england and it is it's a kind of a treat. It has scenes in the movie that were very shocking, like hmm. shocking, shocking. Like I was like, <gasps> and uh, I don't know. It's a solid recommend for me. Just these weird little movies that make you feel uncomfortable. And it, and it, and it, it That's brings what you should have said right there. You should have said it's a weird little movie that makes you uncomfortable. It's called claws of the devil. and has a monster. I'm going to give him a point too because, like, I, I think the monster that's crawling between the floor spaces that sounds interesting to me. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the movie. I look, you know, my pitch was long. Sorry, John. What about you? I actually did watch the little things. No, I'm no, gonna... what, what about for your point though? I did watch the little things this oh, week. Okay. <laughs> I guess there's I'd no like point. Pose, I'd like to pose a question for why you should watch it, actually. Um, do you guys like mystery movies? And if you like mystery movies, detective movies, where they're trying to solve a crime, if you like trying to solve the murderer, you know, the murders before the detectives, then you'll like the little things. If I tell you more about it, it'll ruin the ending. That's all I'm going to say. My favorite part of the little things is when Denzel Washington gets on the ship with the aliens. <laughs> what the fuck happened in that movie? <laughs> uh, I yeah, God, I don't know. I, I I guess half a point based on your description, but I've seen it and I just don't want to see it again. <laughs> wow. Half a point. So half a point based off of his description, but I know what it is. <laughs> I, I, I'm not really sold on John's description, so I'm going to say a zero. <laughs> no point. Wow. Um, <laughs> retain that lead. I need to know uh, what if John gave me a point or not. Yeah, yeah that, that's what I asked, John. Did you give him a point? He well, literally he, said, and so little things indicated yeah, like yes. I award you no Indi- points. <laughs> yeah, is that, is that what that meant? I never got it. Official yeah, answer. I didn't hear a, a, a you know. I didn't hear it, yes, we're all biased because if we don't like what somebody says about their movie, then we don't award points. Oh, no, I, no, I'm not doing that at all. No, no, no. I just, just at a cl- pure clerical, you know, I don't mean, like, told you what you had to say. Like, so like, is that um, no point then? 
just like when you're in like a story writing class, like, hey, well, everybody's going to read their scene they wrote today. And like, it's really hard to be self-critical and figure out the flaws of like your thing. Like, I know I stumbled in my little things thing, but if I really tell you about the end, nobody will watch it at all. Um, and I, and there's like a 50-50 split online. Like, some people like it, some people don't. And Dave's already seen it, so he's already formed an opinion. So it's hard to just hear off a pitch. I get that. Um, but what I said about, about your thing, Adam, was like, it was taking so long for me to listen to like what it was. If you just literally said what I said, like, hey, this movie's on Shutter right now. It's in the 70s. There's a freaking monster and kids are going nuts. Okay, then I might go queue it up. You know what I mean? But like, this happens, this happens, this happens, this happens, this happens, this happens. No, like, I, it wasn't all this happens, this and happens. Nick, it was... You usually have a strong description, but tonight... Like, oh, I was, I was, I was like all over the place. Movies that I oh, thought yeah. you were talking about. Oh, I was all over the place, yeah. No, I, all I did was... I know I messed up. In retrospect, in retrospect, Dave just saying, I watched Pan's Labyrinth. What do you think? Like, it's probably the strongest pitch. <laughs> like, just like, like, so next week I come in and say, I watched Terminator 2. You should see it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's, okay, we'll come up with the name of a movie none of us have heard before and say the name of the movie. And then it's all dependent on whether or not the movie is. We've been, this has been going pretty good. This is like one of the. This is just not one of the better rounds. This is one of our weakest rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, especially because we had a round last week where pretty much everybody won until we had a tiebreaker. And I and I actually felt like each one of us really did bomb this week, which is funny. I know. Like, I, well, because each one of us hard. did. It's you so know why? Because sometimes it's hard pitching a movie that we've all seen. Because like, how are you going to say something new about it? Like my choices this week were either Pan's Labyrinth or Seven. Like. How do I sell yeah. those movies? Well, see, that, we're naturally you know. attaching. It has to be movies none of us have seen because we're naturally, our minds are already going to a place that we know the movie. You know what I mean? Right. Like, for the same reason, like why we can't cover all the movies that the fans suggest is because there's been so many conversations about certain movies. What else would you say? Right. Same mm-hmm. kind of logic dictates. I think so. It's similar, similar, similar thinking. I think I'm just going to go back to the old school way of just tell you what I watched and like whatever was the best thing, whether I think you guys are going to like it or not. I'm just going to try to pitch that to you. Because <laughs> like if I pitched the best new thing I saw this week, I should have pitched the 40 year old version, but I didn't think I could sell them. Damn, that dude. One. See, but again, that's, a, that's a great one. Right? Yeah. No, not the virgin version. It's a new one. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. That's on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's actually – I thought it was a documentary, and when I turned it on, it turned out to be a narrative. 40-something-year-old playwright that's being pushed out by some other playwrights, right? Something like that? Um, basically, I mean, watch it. Like, she is, she basically gets a gig writing for a show. She calls things like uh, movies about people struggling poverty porn. Like, that's a big theme in the movie is, like, I don't want to just write poverty porn or write – I don't know. Again, I'm not pitching this now, but, <laughs> yeah, it's about – I'll give you a point for that, Dave. <laughs> I'll give you a point, yeah. <laughs> it's shot a lot like clerks it's like old school black and white i, I huh. liked it mm. it's a it's oh, a feel good movie, movie is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> i think nick was getting ready to tell people something oh. oh yes yes so guys um don't forget to visit us on social drop us an email or reach out with a movie review request but tune in next week because we're going to talk about more bad romances. And this one's a good one, guys. We're going to talk about Young Guns too. We're going to talk about bromances. So anyways, guys, it's Nikki T. Wishing you all well. Stuff got real. So, late. Oh.